1: Welcome to the Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Mill This time we look at two influential women. Cheryl Sandberg.
2: To kind of tell women who are bumping up against these intractable sort of structural and cultural problems that it's kind of all about you is just extremely frustrating in the end because it's not just about you.
1: And Anne Marie Slaughter.
3: How can we affect change to make it so that everybody can have this?
1: blend of care and competition so that the world is more integrated. Coming up, will change come through individual efforts or is it more about the system? Back in July, I released a show called Selling Empowerment. It was all about the cult of the women's conference. We asked whether these conferences really had any positive effect for women long term or if they were just about having a bit of fun on the day. During my interviews for that show, two women's names kept coming up. Sheryl Sandberg and Anne-Marie Slaughter. You're probably familiar with them. Sandberg, of course, became famous or more famous than she was at Facebook after publishing her book Lean In in 2013. It's a call to arms for women to push themselves forward at work. Anne-Marie Slaughter is a former US State Department official who wrote an article for The Atlantic several years ago called Why Women Still Can't Have It All. Last year, she published a book that grew out of that article. It's called Unfinished Business, Women, Men, Work, Family. It's hard to exist in this world of women and work without hearing these women's names bandied about all the time. And Sandberg in particular evokes strong feelings, even among people who haven't read her book. Many women resent a woman of Sandberg's background and wealth, apparently telling them how to tackle their work lives. What I got from Lean In was, take some of it, leave the rest. So for me, it was a bit annoying that Sandberg seemed to be talking only to women who had partners who could help them out. She seemed to assume every grown woman had one. I didn't when I read the book, but I found plenty of stuff in the book useful anyway. And of course, now Sandberg doesn't have a partner herself. Her husband died in an accident last year. They have two children. I asked you to tell me how you felt about Sandberg and Slaughter and their messages, and I discussed it with business journalist Sheila Hatkar when we spoke for the show on Women's Conferences.
2: Well, I think both Sheryl Sandberg and Anne-Marie Slaughter are really important. And I admire them personally, what they've accomplished and, you know, sort of what they've done in terms of making this issue
1: part of the conversation.
2: That's it. And we needed that. And so I'm thankful to both of them for that. I think they also on some level represent these two ways of approaching this problem of the women's lack of progress in different parts of, you know, sort of the modern world. And Cheryl was really preaching individualism, self-improvement. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to, that whole idea of leaning in. I mean, she was not suggesting the whole office lean in. She wants you personally to lean in harder and uh, do what you need to do and not leave before you leave and, and, and just take the big job and push, push, push. And I think those are important points, but those are not going to solve the problem. And I think that, Yes, she's obviously immensely wealthy and I'm sure she's a billionaire many times over because of Facebook. You know, just kind of tell women who are bumping up against these intractable sort of structural and cultural problems that it's kind of all about you and you through personal, you know, behavior change and self-improvement can kind of plow your way through is just extremely frustrating in the end because it's not just about you. It is about a whole bunch of other things that actually have nothing to do with you.
1: And Sandberg didn't address those, the limits of your particular workplace or your particular bosses and the system as a whole, which, after all, was designed by men for men. And I think this is quite interesting because here's my theory. The older you are, the more okay you are with making some personal tweaks. And maybe that's because you've just been in that system so long that you you kind of take it for granted, the younger you are, the more it rankles, this idea of fitting in with an existing, male-dominated structure. I heard from one of my listeners on this, Aisha Williams. She's in Chicago.
3: I strongly believe that institutions need to change, and it really, really rubs me the wrong way when, you know, if I'm listening to a show or a, a reading a blog or something, and there's any suggestion that, you know, women should just suck it up and maybe change their way of dressing or their way of being because men won't take them seriously, that's just a real problem for me. I just don't understand how anything is going to change if we have to continue forcing ourselves into a male world instead of the world changing to accept women and their habits and their behaviors.
1: I hear her but I also think at least some of the advice in Lean In is worth a try if it's going to get you more money or something else you want. I asked Claudia Chan about Sandberg's message too. She was my other guest in that show on women's conferences. She's a long-time entrepreneur.
2: I see Cheryl, you know, even in reading Lean In obviously she has a very traditional like Harvard right to um, State Department I believe to Google to Facebook and so she's had this very traditional corporate upbringing and so her story in many ways probably will resonate with more corporate women but to me Cheryl did not have to do the book she did not have to do any of it she was rich enough she had already had enough you know enough recognition and fame and so I believe that it was really generous of her to share that story and really she's young she's beautiful she you know ran runs the coolest company one of the coolest companies in the world and so she has she had the microphone to attract all that media attention right and she really did in many ways resuscitate this modern conversation around feminism or the conversation around modern feminism
1: it's true when i started this show the year before sandberg published lean in women in the workplace felt like a niche topic now it's huge Dawn Edmiston teaches at William & Mary College, and she's a former guest on the show. She was galvanized by Sandberg's message.
0: Did I agree with everything that was said in her book? No. But as individuals, we rarely agree with everything that is said by others. As a college professor, I have had the privilege of teaching hundreds of women who, of course, are very fortunate to even have the opportunity to have a college education. But they are also very fortunate to have women like Cheryl Sandberg, who is creating her own path and empowering women to think differently about their own lives and how they choose to define themselves.
1: But many women's ire grew from the fact that they've been leaning in, sometimes for years, and they still aren't where they'd like to be. Who was the privileged, highly connected Cheryl Sandberg to tell them how to climb the ladder? People got up in arms about the parenting side of the book too, because of course Sandberg and her late husband had plenty of help at home, help a lot of people can't afford. And since Sandberg became a widow last year, she has said, "I, I didn't get it before. I had no idea how hard it was to keep all the balls in the air when you are the only parent. It was an admission that she had been in a bit of a bubble. And especially if you work in America, you need help. It's a workaholic culture. There's very little government or company support for working couples with kids or single parents. Here's Sheila again.
2: That was where Anne-Marie sort of offered a more relatable, what felt like perhaps a more honest assessment. assessment philosophy, because she kind of said, you know what, that's all really, that's good, that all needed to be said. But in fact, there are these structural problems. We in fact have a an absolutely barbaric uh, policy system regarding family leave. I mean, we're, we're telling women to leave if they're lucky enough to get 12 weeks of unpaid time off, which very few people in an economy where most people's salaries have not gone up since 1990, right? And the cost of living has soared. To tell these women to you take your twelve weeks of unpaid time off and then leave your twelve week old baby in a ridiculously expensive daycare or in a totally an unregulated black market nanny economy is just barbaric. And then they get to work and there's no accommodation for the fact that they're new parents and people, you know, and there's this sense that they have to sort of put in FaceTime and there are no women that they can kind of look at above them at their company who kind of manage to do this and of course women just get incredibly frustrated and quit when they can or you know we have this huge proportion of households that are headed by single mothers who are in an impossible bind and that's of course even more acute if if you kind of go down the income ladder so amory at least was pointing out or acknowledging these things we all know are true which is the system is not right it's not fair it is stacked against women it is not a reflection of the way the world is it is it was all designed based on sort of a 1950s ideal of a man going to work every day long hours at the office and the woman at home taking care of the home front that is just not the way the world is and our policies and our corporate culture have not changed
1: and she says they won't as long as women are trying to address these things through their personal behavior another listener of mine Karen Locke Kolp she says she'd barely followed Sandberg until recently she read Lean In this summer, and she found a lot to like when it came to everything Sandberg has to say about self-advocacy. But she's a bigger Slaughter fan. I love her emphasis on care. She likes the way Slaughter challenges traditional views about who should work and strive for promotions and who should look after others. She she suggests that people need to think more
3: about care and competition together. So if we if we think of these two worlds as like care has been sort of the women's purview and competition has been the men's, we need to think about how those can blend because we live in a world where care is extremely important. And it's not getting the kind of emphasis that it should be getting. Everybody's got to care for their families, whether it's aging parents or whether it's, you know, young children or or spouses, you know, friends, any, anything like that. She appreciates that Anne-Marie Slaughter has raised this question. How can we affect change to make it so that everybody can have this blend of care and competition so that the
1: world is more integrated? And I just love that idea. I'm so completely taken with it. But of course, to have that more integrated world, attitudes at the office need to change, not to mention political attitudes. Sheila Kohatkar says Slaughter could have done more in her book to tackle exactly how that change might come to pass.
2: I would have liked to see her go farther in terms of practical advice and suggestions. And the fact that she didn't, I think, reflects the, the, the fact that it's actually really difficult
1: to address. Also, as I see it from my perch as an expat, not everyone in the US wants this kind of change. The whole country was founded on this idea that you help yourself. A lot of people look on government as a clunky, overweening force, something that's far likelier to mess you up than help you out. And also, I mean, this is speaking as someone who didn't grow up here. I mean, I've lived here for 20 years, but the cult of the individual is a very American thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the same. Even in, I feel like Britain is probably the closest to the US in terms of culture in Europe but it's a given there as in so many other European countries that you get some help from the government. Right no there I mean there's obviously a strain of
2: American culture that sort of says I don't want help from anybody however there are a lot of people getting help and big companies are certainly getting a lot of help and um, it always shocks me that women's issues and childcare issues and you know, I hate to just call them women's issues, but just sort of family issues don't become more prominent in political campaigns. And I think now with Hillary Clinton as the apparent Democratic nominee for president, I think this is going to become a bigger part of the conversation, but that's sort of what it took for it to even get talked about. You know, year after year, I would say, why aren't women sort of organizing and demanding certain things there are other groups of people pushing their rights forward, which is very good. Why are women not doing that too? Why are they not saying no? We refuse to live with this situation anymore. And in fact, there are many men who feel the same way. That I've done a lot of reporting here at Business Week about working men, and they also want to have family lives. And particularly younger men who are growing up, coming up, you know, into these companies now. They. They do not want the old system where they work till 8 p.m. and don't ever see their children, and they, they, most of them do not want that. So it's going to take everybody sort of demanding that companies be more flexible and that public policy change to reflect the way the world has changed and not sort of pretend that we're in a 1950s you know white male utopia. It's just not like that anymore.
1: Sheila Colhatkar. She's now at The New Yorker. I'm particularly interested in what you think if you don't live in the US. Do you think the status quo here is crazy? Or does it also feel hard to have a sane existence as an ambitious female where you are, even if public policy is on your side? As usual, you can comment on the website or on the show's Facebook page, or you can email me. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested in Lean In, even if you're a hater, you might want to download an early show I did called Leaning In. It was a six-woman debate on Sandberg's book. We did it right after the book was published and there were a lot of different opinions. Thanks to all those of you who have donated to this one-woman show, you are helping to keep it going. If you'd like to join them, go to the support tab at thebroadexperience.com. I'm Ashley Miltite. Thanks for listening.